Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park So what does a guy do when he is just a huge nerd and has spent most of his life reading comic books and watching nerdy movies and cartoons and TV shows and reading books and just bathing in that whole nerd culture thing? And then he goes and he marries a lovely woman and has some lovely kids and finds out that none of them wants to hear him talk about all these comics and, and nerdy things that he reads and consumes and has spent all his life around. What does he do in that situation? Well, I think he goes out and records 300 episodes of a podcast in which he then talks about all that nerdy stuff. So his family doesn't have to listen to it. Hello and welcome to a bonus episode of Just Another Fanboy. I'm your host. My name is Steven. And yeah, bonus. Technically, I'm not considering this part of my uh, 300 episodes, um, even though I've only done 299, um, because this is just something I put together to tide you over until episode 300 is released. And that isn't going to happen until November the 29th. And so you have, for example, this week and next week, and the week after that, and I didn't want you just sitting around doing nothing. And originally what I had planned, I think I said in episode 299 that I was going to put together three bonus episodes for this week, next week, and the week after, and that they were going to be basically like clip shows, just clips from the 299 episodes that I've done so far to get you ready for the big celebration of episode 300. But <laughs> here's the thing. I put together the first episode, which is what you're listening to here. I, I put together the clips and, oh my God, is that exhausting? I, I mean, trying to comb through 299 episodes to find just the right clips to put into a show that you guys might find entertaining. I, I don't know. It's exhausting. I started and stopped this episode probably four times. I've put the the clips together four different times. I didn't know uh, how I wanted to do it. Should I pick stuff at random? Should I literally sit down and listen to all 299 episodes and note what I thought might go into a clip show? And I mean, in the end, I put this one together and I just don't have the energy to do two more of them. So you're not going to get anything next week and you're not going to get anything the week after that. Uh, instead, I've decided to just take that time off and uh, try to get an episode of Event or Else out because I'm pretty freaking gosh darn close to finishing the episode talking about 
issue number nine of Crisis on Infinite Earths. I mean, the script is done. I just, I have to go through the script one more time. It's a final draft, and then I got to record it and do the video. But really, the the writing of the script for me is what takes the longest. That That takes the longest amount of time for me because I'm not always in the mood to write. And unfortunately, I have to be in the mood to write to to come up with a script. And yes, those shows are fully scripted. In order for them to remain a tightly packed episode to fit into like a 15 to 20 minute YouTube show, they they have to be scripted. I don't have a choice. When I just start talking off the top of my head, uh, we could end up with a hour long, two hour long episode. And I don't want that. You may want it. I don't know. Some people may want it. I don't want that. I don't want to have to try to create a video to two hours of audio. That just sounds, ugh, that makes me sad. So you're going to get this, this, that was for all my alien peeps out there. You're going to get this episode here, a little bonus between episode 299 and 300. And then if you need more in the next couple of weeks, if you haven't listened to just another fanboy presents that suckers out there, I'll tell you what, if you've not listened to it, just in case I'm going to stick the trailer to the show at the very end of this episode. The very last thing you're going to hear in this episode is the trailer to Just Another Fanboy Presents. And that's where I'm doing The Death of Superman. The entire first season is a look at The Death of Superman, one issue at a time, going through the entire epic crossover event, issue by issue. One, one, uh, well, I don't want to say one issue per episode because I'm going weekly, um, the same week that the issues were released. And in general, you only got one issue per week, but some weeks you got more than one issue. And so the same week that the issue is released will be the same week that the episode comes out just 30 years later, if that makes any sense. See, this is this is what happens when I try to talk off the top of my head, because I just I assume that I, I I always assume that whatever I'm saying, you may not quite understand. So I feel the need to talk more and uh, explain and then re-explain and then explain some more. And, and y'all don't need that. So. Let's just get into these clips. Uh, in the end, I, I just went with five. I chose five clips, um, clips from five different episodes, I should say. And I'm going to I'm gonna run down the episodes for you real quick. Uh, episode number one, I got a, a clip out of that. That's my very first episode from August 13th, 2019. That's the Middle West and Murder Falcon episode. And the, the clip I chose is me talking about Murder Falcon, because uh, it was my most favorite comic book that had come out at the time, and it still is. Uh, then we jump ahead to December 13th of 2019 and a clip from episode 64. That episode was entitled, What's Wrong with Superman? And I had literally read an article online from Forbes that said that Warner Brothers doesn't know what to do with Superman in regard to making Superman movies because they believe that the general public can't relate to Superman. And so I uh, went on a big tear on that one. Uh, then we go to May 28th, year 2000, episode number 105, The Bright Side of Life. And uh, that was an episode in which uh, we were right in the middle of the, the quarantine from the pandemic. And I wanted to try to point out and talk about some of the creative ventures that we got. Uh, out of the pandemic, because we had to quarantine, uh, we got a lot of new podcasts and such. And I wanted to talk about that. Um, 
Show number four that I chose is from February 25th, 2021. It's episode 168, and it's entitled Firsts, Vision. And the the main reason I grabbed that one is because it's it's the one episode that is the single biggest bane of my existence uh, because I included as part of the clips the blooper reel in which I struggle for a very long time to say a particular word. I'm not even going to try to say it right now. You'll get to it if you finish listening to this episode. But uh, yeah, that's why I had to include that episode. And then the last one I chose from May 4th, 2021. That's where I stopped. Episode number 187. That's when I just ran out of strength. I said, I just can't do anymore. This is this episode's going to be over an hour long. Uh, that'll do. I told my looked at myself in the mirror and I said, that'll do, pig. That'll do. And in this episode, uh, it's called A Small Moment of Substance. And it's one of those episodes that uh, I've done a number of them where I hadn't prepared anything. Um, I was supposed to maybe read a book to talk about that week or that day or whatever, whenever that episode was supposed to come out. And I didn't have anything prepared. And so I literally just hit record and start talking about things off the top of my head. And I used to really like doing shows like that. Um, I make a joke during one of the clips that based on the stats that come out of those kind of episodes, nobody likes listening to them, but I sure as heck always enjoyed recording them. And I haven't actually done one in a while. Um, and I feel like I should, I should do another one at some point. Cause I, I used to really have a lot of fun doing those episodes. Now I separate each episode with, uh, a bit of a, a song. I, I have chosen some from some songs from two of the old bands that I used to be in, Trinity X and Larry. And I, yeah, I put them in the episode. Not entire songs, but like verse, chorus, and then fade out, go into the next clip. So you'll know when a new episode starts because, uh, or, or a new episode. You'll know when an episode ends as far as the clips I have for an episode. See, I'm over explaining. You'll know when that ends because a song will start. You're also, you're all shall. You're also going to hear during clips, uh, since I didn't want to, I, I took in some episodes, I took like one big chunk out of the episode and boom, that's your clip. That's what you get. But some episodes I took smaller chunks and put them together and I separate those with a little, uh, a little sound of static, which sounds like this. So when you hear that, you're still on the same episode. We've just, uh, jumped forward a bit in time. The only other kind of sound you might hear during the episode is a sound like this. And that's during the the blooper reel. That separates the bloopers when I struggle and strain to try to say a particular word. And I still can't say it. I still have a hard time saying effortless. See, I, I, I tried to do it effortlessly. Hey, I did it. Yay. Uh, but yeah. All right. So I'm going to play a little bit of music and then it'll go right into your first clip from Middle West and Murder Falcon episode number one, August 13th, 2019. And then I'm going to come back at the very end and uh, tell y'all goodbye. So enjoy. All right, so the second book I'm talking about this month is Murder Falcon Volume 1. This also was published by Image Comics, and the collection came out on July 10th, 2019, and it collects issues one through eight of the comic book. And based on how this ended and... Uh, based on what I've seen since, I think this is it. This is a story that this guy wanted to tell, and the story's over. It was written with. Uh, it was written by Daniel Warren Johnson. He also did the art, and Mike Spicer did the colors. And so, let me read you the blurb real quick, and then we'll we'll talk about the book. 
The world is under attack by hideous monsters, and Jake's life is falling apart until he meets Murder Falcon. He was sent from the heavy to destroy all evil, but he can't do it without Jake shredding up a storm. Now, with every chord Jake plays on his guitar, the power of metal fuels Murder Falcon into all-out kung fu fury on those that seek to conquer Earth. From Daniel Warren Johnson, creator of the Eisner-nominated Extremity, comes Murder Falcon. Get ready to shred. Now, on the surface, when I first heard about this book, when I would see stuff about it in, you know, online, on the surface, the blurb is barely touches what this book is really about. I mean, on the surface, yeah, it's a guy who, who with, with long blonde hair, his name is Jake, and he plays guitar, and he shreds, and he plays metal, and through his music, this spirit creature named the Murder Falcon, which is like part man, part falcon with a big cybernetic robot right arm, and together they fight monsters, and the power of metal helps fight monsters. And so just on that premise alone, I was in. I was ready to go. I, I wanted to be a part of this book. However, as I have said, I am a low-rent fanboy. And so I had to wait until the book was done, till they collected it, and it was on Hoopla. So once it was on Hoopla, I got it for August and started to read it. And within the first few pages, I'm hooked. It's like I'm seeing something that I've never seen before. And yet I'm seeing something that is so familiar, that is so a part of me, that I don't understand why it's taken me this long to see a book like this. So let me just talk you through these first couple pages. So right away, literally, the first panel we have is a giant monster walking through the city, destroying things. People are running from it. There's a, there's a cop on the scene, and a tank comes along. They try to fire upon the monster. The monster looks like some weird, demonic, naked mole rat. If you've ever seen a naked mole rat, you know that those things are just all kinds of creepy. And this is, this is a giant demonic version of a, of a naked mole rat. And so the, the tank tries to fire on the monster. The monster destroys the tank. And suddenly a van pulls up. And this is like... This is like an old van from the 80s. It's very, it's, it's the same model van that was the A-Team van, but this one's blue. It's got the spoiler on the back. It's blue. It's got orange stripes on it. And it comes squealing up to the scene. And a guy gets out and he's wearing jeans and an orange t-shirt. He's got blonde hair flowing in the wind. And he's got a guitar and a gig bag on his back. And the cop sees him step out of his car and he's, you know, who are you? And the guy says, I'm Jake. And then a woman starts screaming, it's going to eat my baby. It's going to eat my baby. And the, Jake yells out to the monster, hey, ugly. Yeah, I'm talking to you. There'll be no baby eating on my watch. And the cop's like, you know, like, well, what are you going to do? And the guy, Jake pulls out his guitar and he says, I brought metal. So right away, I'm like, this is so my freaking book. And he starts shredding and Murder Falcon comes out and Murder Falcon, like I said, he's got the body of a man, the head of a falcon. He uh, has this giant, like overly large robotic right arm. He's got a headband on, a flowing headband. He wears like a 
khaki pant, like like uh, like khaki cargo type pants, big old baggy, like uh, military style pants with chucks on. This is this book is right up my street, and so I'm reading along, and I'm just amazed at how beautiful this book is, how great the story is, how awesome it is because it just rocks, and it's just talking about metal and how metal is the only thing that can destroy the monsters. And I am just so into it. And there's a, there, there's a point there within the first couple issues that I'm just thinking to myself, this book is the most amazing thing I have ever read. And then suddenly the book gets better. And I'm like, hold on a minute. This book is getting better. So here's what, here's what you find out. The, 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 the real premise, the real idea behind the book is there is a world outside of our own where these monsters dwell. And the guy who leads the monsters, Magna, Con, Magna Chaos is his name, and he feeds off of our fear and our misery and our worry. Human beings spend a lot of time being afraid. They spend a lot of time being worried. They spend a lot of time just worrying over life, just all the little things in your life, paying bills, whether or not you're going to get into the right school, whether how, you know, even is your job. Is, is this the job that you, do you really want to do this job every day? Is there a better job out there? Do I want to, do I want to leave this job for, for another job? What if I get another job and it's better pay, but I hate it more than the job I'm at now? You know, that kind of stuff. There's, we're always full of fear and worry and misery. And this guy feeds off of it. And the more he feeds, the stronger he gets. And he's sending monsters into our world. And his ultimate goal is to open this tear so that he can come through and take us all over and feed, feed on us, just suck us dry. Well, come to find out that the only thing, bullets don't hurt it. None of this stuff hurts it, truly. What hurts it is music. And because music is the one thing that pretty much all of us have in our lives, whenever we're, whenever we're feeling, whenever we're worried, even if it's something as small as, uh, I had a bad day at work and worry that we have all the time over little things. Am I raising my kids right? If, am, you know, am, did, am I eating right? Did I, did I choose, did I choose the right freaking burger to eat today? Should I have chosen something else? And the one thing that a lot of us have in our lives that will take that worry, that will take that fear, that will take that misery out of our life, even for the length of an album is music. And so through music, Certain people, when they play their instruments, can summon these spirit creatures like Murder Falcon to battle these evil monsters. And now, so for most of the book, it's all mainly focused, not just on, not just specific, not just music in general, but specifically metal. And I remember reading at one point why he chose metal. Not only was he, he a big metal fan, but, you know, there's just something about metal that is silly um, and just the right kind of metal just makes you, just makes you happy, right? Just drives all that stuff out of you. And so that's, that's what Jake is. And well, then you but you find out as you go a little further along that Jake's had a really hard time in, in, in his life. All this crap has been happening to him. And, and, uh, I'm not going to spoil any of it because I, this, I'm going to say it right now. And I said it on Twitter. This is the single greatest comic book of the decade. Now, I don't read a lot of new comics, so I don't have a lot to compare it to, but I feel like the books that I've read that are newer over the last decade, I feel like I've been picking really good books because I've been reading stuff like Grumble. I've been reading stuff like um, Paper Girls. I've been reading stuff like, uh, well, like Middle West. 
And I'm loving all that stuff, but this one just outshines them all. And, you know, like I said, I came to at one point in the first couple books where the first couple issues where I'm just thinking this is the most amazing book. And then it gets better. That happens two other times in the book. I get to, I get a few more issues in and I'm just, I'm just over the moon over how great this book is. This is the single greatest book that I have ever read. And then it gets better. Three times at least it did that to me where I just, I couldn't believe how amazing this book was and how much I was loving it. And then it just gets better. Brothers can't figure out what to do with Superman in regard to movies because they because they can't figure out how to make him relatable to modern audiences. And that I, I, I gotta tell you, that just aggravated me straight to the core. Now I'm not angry at Forbes. The statement itself is true. It does seem that Warner Brothers has no clue what to do with Superman. Whoever's in charge over there still, I guess, seems to think that dark and gritty regardless of who the hero is. Now, that's I guess that's not true because they did Shazam. That wasn't dark and gritty, and it did pretty well. It was a good movie. But for Superman, they seem to want to make him just this dark, brooding, conflicted, introspective type of character. And they don't, they don't get it. To me, it seems pretty simple. You take away Superman's powers, and in the end, he's just a regular guy. He's just a regular guy who was raised with good moral values who just wants to do good things. He wants to help people. That's what he wants to do. He's got great power, and he feels that there is great responsibility behind it. He wants to help people. I don't understand why that's so difficult to understand, because here's the thing. It seems like for years and years, a lot of writers, I, not all of them, certain, you know, the good writers, they get it. They can, they can do what needs to be done. But I've, I've read articles now and then from writers that they don't want to tackle Superman because they can't, they can't seem to figure out how to make Superman relevant. How do you, how do you get an audience to relate to a guy who basically has godlike powers? And I grew up loving Superman. I still love Superman and I don't have godlike superpowers. 
I didn't live in a big city like Metropolis. I don't have some big highfalutin job as a reporter on a newspaper. And yet I could relate to Superman because he just wanted to help people. And I found that wonderful. He would literally die in service of helping people because he did it in the death of Superman. Now, I read something today that brought this all back because I'm out on the old Reddit. I don't know why I got to say old in front of everything. I don't know. I'm not folksy. Why am I trying to be folksy? I'm out on Reddit. I had started a post on there on John Byrne's Superman run because that's the Superman I grew up with was John Byrne. And one of the members there at Reddit, he goes by the name of Cowboy Pete. He posted something about John Byrne's run that never, never dawned on me. I think subconsciously I knew it was there. I never understood what it was about Superman, truly, I guess, that I liked and what it was about John Byrne's run that I liked over many of the others until this guy posted a reply to my thread about John Byrne's Superman. And what he said basically was that the one thing that John Byrne did was that he made it, he, when he rebooted, when he redid Superman's origin, he made it so that Superman didn't learn he was an alien until after he was Superman. So he's Superman, he's got the cape, he's got the costume, he knows he has all these powers, and he doesn't learn, he knew that he was adopted. He learns that from his parents, he knew that they, they got him in a rocket ship, but they always assumed he was some sort of experiment or whatnot. He, they've just always assumed he was human, but he finds out after he becomes Superman that he was an alien, that he came from the planet Krypton. Now, the reason why that is important is because the alien side of Superman at that point does not really incorporate into the way he was raised, into his upbringing, into his, his, uh, his set of values and the way he looks at life and the way he looks at the world around him. You know, it's not until he's in his 20s that he finds out he's an alien. And I think the two big things, when somebody gets a hold of the Superman property and they have problems with it, I think the two big things that they wrestle with the most is his alien heritage and his superpowers. So John Byrne, to an extent, he, he, he minimizes that alien heritage. It's really not a focal point of Superman. He also depowers him. He's not as powerful in John Byrne's run. He's still, he's still Superman, but he's not as powerful. So basically what I'm saying is Warner Brothers just needs to take a cue from the John Byrne run and stop focusing on the alien heritage. Stop focusing on the fact that he has these godlike powers because that's what they try to do. They try to take it as like a, a study of the human psyche. How does this man who has the powers of a god and has an a- this alien heritage, how does he make himself feel relevant in today's society? Who cares? That's not who Superman is. Superman just happens to be a guy with superpowers and a freaking cape. The thing about Superman is if let's, let's take away his superpowers. Let's say he was the earth's yellow sun did nothing to him. It didn't give him any superpowers. He's just a regular dude. Guess what? He's probably going to be out there still helping people as much as he can. He's going to be working at, you know, soup kitchens and homeless shelters and 
And he's going to be doing what he can that's within his resources, that's within his power to try to make the world a better place. And that's who Superman is. That's who Clark Kent is. I think what Cowboy Pete, I think what he said in the Reddit post was Kal-El doesn't really enter into it all that much. And you get you get like uh, whoever's in charge over at Warner Brothers and they're they're thinking, how do we how do we reconcile Clark Kent with Kal-El with Superman? How do we make people relate to this alien? He's not from Earth. He's an alien with godlike superpowers. How can the average person relate to that? Because he was freaking raised in Kansas. He might as well have been born in Kansas by a loving couple in a rural area who was raised to do the right thing. I don't understand why that's so hard to figure out. Are you telling me that these Thor movies that make millions and millions and millions of dollars, that the audience that's going to these Thor movies can relate to Thor? Why can't they figure out Superman? Now, I'm more of a Marvel guy. Growing up, I've always been a Marvel guy, much more of a Marvel guy than a DC guy. I was probably reading comics for three or four years before I even started reading DC comics. It was all Marvel. But if you ask me who my favorite superhero is, it's Superman. So why can't someone at Warner Brothers figure Superman out? I feel, and this is just pure, pure postulation on my part. I'm just guessing. I have no idea. But I'm assuming that the people that they have in charge, I feel like with Marvel, in the end, it comes down to Kevin Feige. Granted, Marvel is owned by Disney and Disney is a huge corporation, but I feel like there's a, there's a face there. There's Kevin Feige. The buck stops with him and he gets it. He gets comic books. I think over at Warner Brothers, it's more like a, a boardroom full of people making these creative decisions that aren't creative people at all. They're trying to determine how to make a new Superman movie, how to make Superman more relevant, how to make Superman more relatable based off of marketing data. And that's why they keep failing. There's a reason that Justice League didn't do well in the theater. Justice League should have been huge. But Warner Brothers rushed it out because they got to make their scratch. They got to make that money. They didn't want to follow the Marvel formula. They didn't want to establish the world. They just wanted to throw the world in your face. And they were hoping that they would make hundreds of millions of dollars before you figured out that it wasn't very good. The problem with that is then there's no longevity. Nobody's going to want to go see a Justice League 2 because Justice League 1 was so terrible. Now, Man of Steel, I enjoyed that movie. A lot of people had problems with that movie. I did enjoy it. I do think it was a bit, I don't want to use the word dark, but I do think it was a bit moody for a Superman movie. I don't think they quite hit upon what Superman is. And, you know, everything I've read about Zack Schneider, he, he doesn't get it. He wasn't, he wasn't making a Superman movie because he loves Superman. He gets who Superman is. He's grown up reading Superman and he gets it. He has no idea. I think a, a quote I heard him at some panel that, that they, people have talked about is, when he's talking about Batman and he says, well, of course, Batman kills people. Anybody who thinks Batman doesn't kill people is freaking stupid. Something to that effect. And no, Batman doesn't kill. See, you don't get it. Just because you can make a visually appealing movie doesn't mean you should be making the movie. Now, saying that again, I enjoyed Man of Steel and I enjoyed the second Superman movie 
with Batman in it up to a certain point. Right up to that point where it really, you could really tell that, that, that Warner Brothers said, holy crap, look at all this money that Marvel is making with their movies. We got to do that. Let's start throwing a whole bunch of crap into this Superman movie. Let's just freaking open up the world. Let's not introduce it to people. Let's throw this world into their faces and then we can do a Justice League movie right after. Because if we just throw all these characters in here, you know, even just for a second, that movie made no sense. (laughs) Superman versus Batman, whatever it was called, Superman v. Batman, Batman v. Superman, whatever it was called, it made no sense. And I wanted to like it. I wanted to like it so much. And I just didn't. And then Justice League comes along. And again, I'm a Marvel guy, but I do like DC and I really wanted to like the Justice League as well. The following podcast is going to contain spoilers. Probably. I mean, the subject of this week's podcast doesn't necessarily lean toward something that will be spoiled, but who knows where my mind is going to go throughout the show, don't you know? The episode will also contain the gentle sound of rain plopping atop my car, if the microphone picks it up, that is. Proceed at your own risk. Let's stop talking about that. Let's get to the topic at hand. I've titled this episode, Look on the Bright Side of Life. And I'm not quite sure how I'm going to tackle this yet. I haven't made any notes. I haven't planned. I haven't prepared. This is all going to be off the top of my head. But I do have an idea in mind. I wanted the last episode of the season. I felt like I needed to talk about this whole global pandemic that we're going through. Because if all of my hopes and dreams come true, we'll be fairly out of it by the time the show comes back for season three, or at least we'll be close to being out of it. But I didn't want to, I wanted to almost, I wanted to focus on the positive things that have come out of this pandemic. And it's, it's going to be really hard for me to talk about because I'm not trying to make light of the situation. I'm not trying to ignore the over 100,000 deaths that have happened in the United States due to this pandemic and the, the many more deaths across the world. I'm not trying to 
ignore that. I'm not trying to ignore the sacrifices that our first responders and our doctors and our teachers and frick anybody who has been affected economically by this crisis, be it they've lost their job because their company has had to shut down or for whatever reason, I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to ignore those aspects because they're out there, but I feel that there is plenty of content out there that is, that's talking about the pandemic. That's talking about, it's talk there. There's other people talking about this stuff that can do it much better than I can. What I wanted to do was talk about stuff that have come out of the pandemic that creative ventures that could have only happened that have only happened because of this pandemic. And I'll give you a I'll give you an example. The first one on my list is a podcast called The Darkest Timeline. Now this is a this is both an audio podcast, you can also see it on YouTube. I'd like to apologize here for breaking into this episode, but we had some issues with some of the audio, the microphone failing, doing bad things, taking the audio and twisting and turning and pinching it in places it didn't really need to be pinched. And so I've tried to save what I could in this small, short little segment, really just a small, short little segment in which I was discussing the podcast, The Darkest Timeline, hosted by Joel McHale and Ken Jung, and basically just saying how much I've enjoyed it. It was rather cool. But as I've lost most of that, all you're getting is this, and then we will now take you up with the rest of the episode. Thank you. Now, in relation to that, last week, maybe the week before last, and it probably came about because of this Darkest Timeline show, the cast of Community got together through a a Zoom call and basically did a table read of one of their episodes. And then they did a a Q&A after it. And it was so much fun. The only person they didn't get back was Chevy Chase. Otherwise, they were all there. Dan Harmon was there. The The episode in particular didn't have Chevy Chase in it. It was the episode, if you watch Community, it's the episode where they are, they have just returned from Pierce's funeral and Walter Goggins plays this character that comes in to bequeath them what Pierce has left for each of them in their will. But first he, he, he sends them through a series of questions. They're all hooked up to a lie detector. Now, Walter Goggins was not on there to read his parts, but they got the dude that plays the Mandalorian. And it was really funny. There's a moment within the episode when when they get to the point where Pierce is bequeathing stuff to these to to the the folks in community where I don't know if the it, it, it's almost like the guy from I can't think of his name, the guy who plays the Mandalorian. He didn't prepare. He didn't read the script ahead of time. So he reaches a certain point that just. He was not expecting, and he has a really hard time getting through this particular moment in the episode because he cannot stop laughing. It was so much fun. And and again, this is something I don't think we would have gotten without the pandemic. This was something that they, I believe they were raising money for charity, so that was part of it. And then they did a Q&A afterwards that was about an hour long. They had a guy on there from Variety or something like that that was asking them a lot of questions. It was a lot of fun. If you're a fan of community, community, it was a lot of fun. Um, 
all the folks from community, you can tell they, they still get along. They still keep in touch. They're all friends and they have a lot of fun together. For me, something that came out of this pandemic was the show Picard. And I say that because sometime around the end of March, maybe CBS All Access, or maybe it was the beginning of, of May, April. I don't know. I can't remember. But CBS All Access, there, there were certain deals that digital services were starting to offer because they knew people were home. People were home. They had time on their hands. Let's throw some free entertainment at them so that maybe when the free part is over, they'll pay to to continue. And one of those was CBS All Access offered, they basically extended their trial period for like two months. They put out a special code and you signed up for CBS All Access. You put in the code and you got it for two months. Now, I ended up getting it for three months because I forgot to to cancel it after my trial. So we got it for an extra month, which the kids loved because they got to watch Legend of Korra. But I got to watch Picard. I did an episode of just another fanboy a while back called I Am Not Watching Picard, which was about the fact that I'm not watching it because I cannot afford to add another streaming service to the to the many that I already have. But because of what's going on, I was able to actually sit down and watch the show from front to back, first episode to last, and it was amazing. It was a wonderful show. They need to do more content like that on TV. It was so good. It was so good. And there's really a big part of me that feels like you don't even need to be, you don't need to be a fan of Star Trek. What I mean is you don't need to have watched all of the episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation and all the movies. You don't need to be steeped in Star Trek lore, really, to enjoy this show. That's the way I felt. I really enjoyed it. Now, I could have gone on to watch, I'm not, I can't, Dis- Discovery, is that the is that the show? I, I had watched most of season one of Discovery through DVD, and I liked it all right. I'm sure I would like it much more if I gave it another shot, but I've already canceled the the service. Marvel Comics was also releasing free digital content there for a while. I got, I was able to grab a bunch of digital trades of books that I'm interested in, but maybe I might not have paid money for. I probably would eventually check them, had checked them out from the library. So that was kind of cool, I guess.
We're here today because I want to talk about another first appearance, another themed first appearance of a character. We did Scarlet Witch last time because we've got the whole WandaVision thing going on currently on Disney+. Plus. By the time this episode comes out, we're going to be almost wrapped up with the old freaking show. And even though at the time I'm recording this, I've only watched the first four episodes, I will pretend like I'm all caught up and say, whoa. That show, right? Remember the thing that happened with the character when Vision did the thing and Wanda was like, what? And I was like, what? And Vision was like, what? And everybody just blew their freaking minds. Crazy, crazy, crazy show. And I can't believe that it looks like it's going to end that way, right? You know what I'm saying? The way it's going to end, we know. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but you know what I'm talking about. So yeah, that was me pretending to uh, be funny, I guess you could say. So anyway, we're talking about the first appearance of the Vision, which was in The Avengers, issue number 57, which was released, well, it has a cover date of October of 1968. According to Marvel Unlimited, it says it was published on October 1st, 1968, and the cover does show October on it, but... I don't remember them ever actually being released the same month that is listed there on the cover. So I never am very comfortable giving out any of those dates. So let's get into the issue. Let me let me just run down the credits for you, because, you know, in the 60s, Stanley, even though he wasn't 100 percent involved by this point, he still had a little bit of input on the way the wacky credits were put in there. Leading up to the credits, well, I'll just I'll just do it this way. Leading up to the credits, we get four, we get three panels across the top of the page and then one big panel. And what we're seeing is this figure that having never met, well, I have to pretend that I've never met the vision before this point. We see this figure with a cape and a great big collar walking through the rain. There's some narration that I'll read you because I think you can't really do a lot of these older stories justice without doing a, uh, you know, a dramatic reading of some of the text. You just can't. I'm not going to do it through the whole book. It's going to be quite similar to what we did with the uh, Scarlet Witch. But it says, rain falls on the parched city, a rain that sends all scurrying for shelter. All save one who stalks alone the concrete canyons, heedless of the torrential downpour, because it does not touch him. Then, silently, effortlessly, Like some great vengeful bird of prey, he swoops into the moonless, cloud-draped sky towards a towering structure nearby. Behold, the Vision. So Vision flies up to this window outside an apartment building, skyscraper-type place. He's up there fairly high, and he's spying on somebody inside. Now, again, we don't really know him 
quite as the vision yet. The 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 title of the story does make us think his name is the vision. So I'm sure readers at that point are probably referring to him in their mind as the vision. Uh, but otherwise, to a new reader, this is just some weird caped dude. They don't know anything about him. All they know is that he is now spying through a window at Janet Van Dyne, the wasp, and her boyfriend, her hunk, her hunk of hunk of burning love, Hank Pym, who at this point is Goliath. Now, they may be married by this point. I'm not sure. I don't really have the time nor the patience to look it up. I have to admit, you guys who are listening to this, you're not going to hear this until the end. Stick around to the end because the first page, the narration on the first page, I really struggled reading out loud. And I'm going to try to uh, put my mind back in the game, as it were. But it really took a lot out of me. And once you get to the end, wait till after the music. I always put the bloopers at the end after the music when there are bloopers. And I have a feeling there's going to be, uh, I, I felt like I was sitting here for 20 minutes trying to say one particular word. And you'll hear it when we get there. But that's why I just don't have the patience. I just don't feel like looking up this information. All save one who stalks alone the concrete cannon. All save one who stalks alone the concrete Kubica. <sighs> I'm going to have to just take a deep breath. <clears throat> then, slightly effortless, it's kind of funny that the one that the word I trip on is effortless. See? <laughs> I can't even say it. Effortless Jesus. Then, slightly effortless, effortlessly, effortlessly. That is a stupid word. Effortlessly, effortlet. Effortlessly. That's the word. Effortless. Oh, this is going to take me a bit, folks. Effortless. Effortlessly. 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 Jeez. Effortlessly. Jeez. Holy crap. I'm having a problem with that one freaking word. Effortless. Jesus. Effortless. It's why am I saying it that way? It's not effortless. <laughs> Effortlessly. Effortless cheese. Uh, Louise. I'm about to just pick up this mic right now and heave it through the window. I am so, I am so upset about the fact that I can't say this word. You are witnessing a man losing his mind on a podcast. Of course, if you're listening to this, that means this is at the end. I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not putting this in the middle of the episode. So I hope you stuck around to. Just witness my insanity. Effort, effortlessly, effort, effortlessly, 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 effortlessly. All right, let's try it again. Then silently, effortless cheese. <laughs> oh my God. Then silently, effortlessly, effortless. Oh my God. I'm going to do a whole podcast. Just Stephen tries to pronounce the word effortless. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting motionless. Trying to get my chakras back online, if I'm saying that correctly. I can't even say correctly, correctly. Effortlessly. Silently. See, that's the problem, is I've got the word silently in front of the word effortlessly. So what I need to do is I just need to record this and take a big, long pause between the two and gather my strength to say that word. Effortless. Oh, my God. I just keep doing it. I just keep doing it. Effortless. Effortless. Effort. Effortlessly, effortlessly, then silently, 
effortless, jeez, effortlessly, effortless, effort. What is wrong with me? Effortlessly, then silently, effortless, Jesus. I'm okay. I'm obviously, I'm not going to read this anymore. Effortlessly, effortlessly. Why am I having problems with that? Then silently, effortless, Jesus. Effortlessly, 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 silently, effortlessly, silently, effortlessly, silently, effortlessly, silently, effortlessly, Jesus, cripally, effortlet, not, it's not effortlet, why am I saying effortlet, why, why am I doing that, effortlessly, effortless, Jesus, (laughs) oh my god, I'm going crazy. Effortlessly. 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 Effortless. Effortlessly. 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 Then. Then. Silently. Effortless. Effortlessly. Then. Silently. Effortlessly. of you may have realized by now, I often like to begin one of these episodes with a joke. The jokes I like to use are dad jokes, the kinds of jokes that when I tell them my kids want to put their fists through my chest and pull my heart out and laugh as it beats its final beat in their bloody palm. And I spend a lot of my time before each episode hunting down just the right joke to tell. I've even signed up for a newsletter that is supposed to be emailed to me every single day. It's from Best Dad Jokes, and it's today's dad joke. And whenever I get one, I stick it into a folder in my email client. And sometimes I will go through and find just the right one 
to use at the beginning of an episode. But today I decided, nah, I'm not going to spend any time on it because the the theme of today's episode is that I have given up. I just don't freaking care anymore. And so I have opened up my email client. I am looking at the list of emails, over a hundred of them, over a hundred dad jokes. And I am just going to pick one at random and tell you the joke. How does that sound? Here we go. This is from Thursday, June 13th, 2019. Here we go. Ha ha. hmm. Everyone knows that the show is about SpongeBob SquarePants, but the star is Patrick. Bam. You're welcome. Really what I mean is I don't have anything prepared at all today. Nothing, nothing at all prepared. I had made a list of episodes that I was planning on doing to round out the season because we are at episode number 187 with this one here. And episode 190 is going to be the final episode of season four. And then we're going to go away for, I think, four weeks and come back uh, on a certain week in June. I could look it up. I have it all written down somewhere, but I don't care. Do you see what I'm saying here, folks? I don't care. It's like I've lost the energy. I've lost my motivation to want to provide to you the most epic quality podcast imaginable. So I'm just making it up as I go along. I'm thinking of the fact that we're almost done with season four. Like I said, I had this list made up of episodes that I was going to do. And I had a particular episode I was going to do today, but I had to read a particular comic in order to record the episode. And I'll be honest with you folks, I just didn't feel like reading the comic. So I didn't. And as I sat there wondering what I was going to do for today's episode, I figured, just do whatever you do, man. Just make it up. Stream of consciousness. Just start talking until you're sick of talking and see if you can cobble together an episode from all of that. I do rather enjoy trying to do that every once in a while. Just seeing if I can fill 15 to 20 minutes with nothing without saying really anything at all. And if my stats are any judge, nobody likes these episodes. And yet I keep doing them because. I don't have a choice. I just don't. That's what is inside of me. A great big hole of nothing, along with a tub of ranch dressing and a side of cheesecake. Not together. That sounds gross. But I am a big fan of the ranch dressing, and I am a big fan of the cheesecake. I just would never mix those two things together because that sounds really, really weird. But I'm not bitter, folks. I'm a happy man. I tell you that I don't care, but I do care. In fact, I care so much that the one thing I did not do at the top of this episode that I have been doing in many episodes recently, usually the Thursday episode, this is the Tuesday episode. I haven't done this during a Tuesday episode, but I've been doing it doing, 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 doing. I've been doing it during Thursday episodes where I start the episode and I say, hey, here's the episode. But before we get into it, let me tell you about my other show event or else. And then I go into a little commercial about my other show event or else. And I often will play a clip from the current show. And I encourage everyone to go out there and subscribe 
and listen. And nobody does. Hey, I'm okay with that. This is not reverse psychology. I'm not bitter. I'm happy. I thought I told you that. I told you I was a happy man. I don't understand why you're not believing me. Stop looking at me that way. But I didn't do that with this episode. I did not try to sell you on another podcast at the beginning of this episode. And it's because I care. That's why I didn't do it. But it's more than the fact that I care. It's because I'm going to do it right now. Hey, have you checked out Event or Else? This is the podcast where I go through most every major Marvel and DC event, one issue at a time, one episode at a time. And I invite you to join along with me. Now, as of today, as of the time that this episode has been released, there are only six episodes of Event or Else out there. That's why nobody's listening to it. That's why nobody's watching it, because it's new. It's a brand new thing. And I heard, actually, I didn't hear it. I read, I read a stat the other day that there are 1.9 million podcasts out there today. 1.9 million. That is a lot of freaking podcasts. And here I am going, oh, come on. Why won't you you listen to my podcast? It's a pretty good podcast. Well, pretty good don't cut it when there's 1.9 million other podcasts out there for people to choose from. That's why I don't care. That's why I don't care anymore. That's why I can make episodes like this in which I talk about nothing because... Well, I don't want to say, I almost said because nobody listens, and that's not fair. You're listening, right? You're not nobody. You're somebody. Dang it. You're special. And if you don't want to go listen to event or else, that's fine, man. That's cool. Man, woman, child, dog, gerbil, stork, whoever you are, if you don't want to take the time to go and listen to my new podcast, I'm, I'm actually really okay with that. I really am. I can look at myself in the mirror and say, I'm okay. Because event or else is more than just a podcast. It's actually, first and foremost, a video show over on the YouTubes. I just happen to have an audio version of it available for folks who don't like to go over to YouTube and watch videos. People who don't have the time. I don't have the time to listen to 1.9 million freaking podcasts much less go over to YouTube and watch whatever the frick's going on over there all the time. I have a handful of stuff that I am dedicated and loyal to. And because there are so much, there's so much, there is so much content out there, it is really hard to find new stuff. So I get it. I get out there and I'm like, okay, I want to to listen to a new comic book podcast. I want to discover a new comic book podcast. I have been trying that all week long, to discover a new comic book podcast. Well, that's not hard. It's not a hard thing to do. You go to somewhere like Spotify or Apple Podcasts or just the internet in general, and you type in comic book podcasts. There are a crap ton of them out there. So you start looking through them. Okay, this one sounds like it's going to be okay. And I'm about two and a half minutes in, and I nope, this one's not for me. You can pretty much tell right away. I mean, most people can, right? Whether it's just the, the the sound of the voice of the person on the other end, you know, the host or hosts, it can be something like that. Just the sound of their voice just grates on your nerves. And so, nope, that's not for me. 
it could be that they say something that offends you right off the bat. Nope, this is not for me. It could be that the, that it's a multi-host podcast and immediately they start talking about something that has nothing to do with the subject of the podcast episode. And even though I do that all the time on my show, for some reason, when I try to listen to somebody else's and they spend the first 20 minutes of an hour long episode talking about a road trip they're planning on taking. Nope, that show's not for me. If they have uh, multiple pod or Moon River, if they have multiple hosts that are in different geographic locations, or because of the pandemic, they're forced to record through Zoom, and I'm listening to it in my car, and one host is so freaking quiet that I got to turn up the volume, and then another host is so freaking loud that it blows up my speakers. Nope, that show's not for me. So I get it. I understand why people don't want to go out there and try out my show. I get it. I'm cool, baby. I am cool in the gang. I am Arthur Fonzarelli with his brand new library card. That's how cool I am about it. I have my hair slicked back, greased up, I use Crisco. I don't know what you guys use, but I use Crisco because then when I go out in the hot sun, it smells kind of nice. If you've never smelled hair baking that's been coated in Crisco, you should try it. It's, It's a delight to the olfactory senses, but I get it. That's what I'm trying to say. there you go those were some clips from uh past episodes of just another fanboy um i was gonna take some time here and just you know be do that whole thing where i've I've really enjoyed doing this show and blah 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 i'll probably do all that in episode 300 so make sure you are there for episode number 300 again that's going to come out on november 29th i have to wait until gi joe issue number 300 comes out on the 23rd because that is going to be the book I'm going to talk about for that episode, episode 300, issue 300. You know, I, I tried to make a big deal out of my episode 300, but in the end, that just ended up 
destroying my brain and I had to walk away from podcasting for a while. And I remembered that I talked about Action Comics issue number 100 for episode number 100. And I talked about, I think, Amazing Spider-Man issue number 200 for episode 200. So I should do the same thing for episode 300. I've already made a precedent for that. But I'm sure I'll spend also a lot of time during episode 300 just going through memories and talking about stuff. And, and I'm inviting all of you to, uh, you know, if you want if you want to say something about me hitting 300 episodes, if you want to talk about uh, any memories you might have, any of your favorite moments, um, you know, I invite you to send me an email or uh, you can call the voice line and leave a voicemail. I'd love to have some voicemails or some, you know, if you have a, you know, you have a podcast set up and you want to sit down and record five minutes or so, four, three, two, one, however, however many minutes and, and email that over to me. You know, I will, I want to include all that stuff in the show. I want the show not to be just about me, but about all y'all who have been with me for not all the time. I'm not going to highlight, you know, if you have been with me since episode one, you're, that's great. That's awesome. But if you've been with me since episode 299, that's awesome too, you know? So Whoever you are, if you want to join in and and throw some stuff my way, uh, you can send an email. I'll tell you what. Here's what I'll do. I'll do the wrap up, and I mention the email address and the the phone number and all that stuff. I'll, I'll do that, and then uh, I'll just end the show. And and if you want to send me something, you can. Just make sure that you send it to me by the end of the day, November twenty third, two thousand and twenty two. With that said, I want to thank everybody for listening to today's episode. So if you do want to drop me a line, if you want to ask me a question, if you want to provide me with any feedback, you want to give me a shout out for episode 300, whatever, you can send that to me at justanotherfanboy at gmail.com. You can also use the voice line at 785-318-6673 to leave a voicemail, or you can send me a text using that number. Just make sure if you send me a text, you'll let me know who you are. You can also reach out to me on Twitter by using the handle at Stephen or else. Or join in on all the fun over at the message boards by going to forum.justanotherfanboy.com. And hey, if you feel inclined to throw a little support my way, because podcasting ain't free, you can join the Patreon for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash stevenrr. And in return, I'm going to do my very best to get you podcast episodes just like this one before anybody else. I'd also invite you to subscribe. I would also, I said that wrong. I would also like to invite you to subscribe to the Stephen Says Stuff newsletter. This is a free substack where I'm going to send you every podcast episode I create each and every week right to your inbox the morning that that episode is released. Uh, yeah, all those links, the email address, the phone number, it's all going to be listed in your show notes. So join me back here November 29th for episode number 300, the big celebration. Rockets will explode. Probably not. That sounds dangerous. But until then, folks, my name is Steven, and I'm just another fanboy. Be nice to each other. Bye-bye, Daddy. Bye-bye, Daddy. Good job. Uh On October 13, 1992, a comic book hit the stands that would begin the single most epic storyline in the history of Superman in DC Comics. The issue was Superman, Man of Steel number 18, and the storyline was the death of Superman. And to celebrate this 30th anniversary, I've started an all-new podcast, Just Another Fanboy Presents, that will spend each season of episodes focusing on one storyline or subject. Hey folks, my name is Steven, host of the upcoming 
Just Another Fanboy Presents, and the death of Superman was a huge event that landed in the dawn of my comics collecting history, and I'm super excited to revisit it and then take all y'all along for the ride. Just Another Fanboy Presents The Death of Superman kicks off with an episode zero on Thursday, October the 6th, an episode designed to get you ready for the main event, which is episode one, where I'm going to go into each issue of the event each week that the issue or issues were released 30 years ago. So whether you want to read the story again or you've just been looking for an excuse to read it for the first time, read along with me each week here on Just Another Fanboy Presents The Death of Superman. Subscribe now wherever you get podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.